Welcome to the segment of Soul, Silence, and Sound brought to you by Be Simply. Sometimes I hear some light, I dwell on my past lives, act like I'm transcending. But I gotta do my best to do what mama says, not get offended. I Welcome to the segment of Soul, Silence, and Sound. This is Suzanne Toro, and this segment's brought to you by Be Simply. And today we're going to dive into the possible. And being that we've been through quite a bit over these past three years here on planet Earth, it is that moment, as I've been uh, reinforcing, to lean into the possible. Now, It's really important when we talk about possibility that from a spiritual practice, one is willing to keep the balance between the physical world and the spiritual or unseen world, the unexplainable. And the reason this is important is because so many things can happen where one can get delusional, which I did a segment on that, which you can go back before the lunar segment and listen to that about delusion. When we're working with possibility, there's a couple key factors. Is one, that you have that checks and balance. So when you're being led, that you don't trick yourself or energies don't trick you. And also that you really, really welcome in the possibility of all without attachment. And that without attachment is oftentimes the most difficult part because we might have created an illusion or delusion or grasped at this vision that we've had for ourselves prematurely, too soon, all of these things. And so when I'm working with my students and sharing with them on especially a meditative repose about sitting in it without uh, forcing anything, just really getting to that complete still point. And then once that's anchored uh, to integrate some visualization, and you can do this for all things, like if you're an athlete or you are a salesperson, you're a baker, you're a mother, anything, you can visualize how you want things to go. And this helps because this is preparing the individual to enter that space or that event or that mile marker in the way one wants. Athletes do this, performers do this. They prepare themselves mentally so that they can move with greater presence and ease once it all unfolds. Now, we don't think about doing this for our physical life on a day-to-day basis. However, it really helps exercise a muscle. The key factor in that is without attachment. So let's say you're an athlete and you are a runner and you visualize your race. You run, you know, maybe the half mile on the track and you visualize it and you visualized it and the The visualization more is about maybe the time that the athlete is uh, 
wanting to attain. It might be a place, but depending where they are in their season, it might be really focused on that time, their form, and how they can be most uh, efficient and graceful through that process. And if it's like a championship, then it might also be for the win uh, or subsequent races leading up to that or previous races leading up to that could be the same thing. What it does is it helps train the brain to know what its body, the body's going to do, that you're going to do during that moment. It also helps the soul prepare in the sense that it doesn't waver. And so any athlete out there listening has more than likely uh, tapped into this where they're in their zone and nothing's going to disturb it. So when we use visualization for our day-to-day life and to lean into the possible, uh, this is so powerful because you can set, set it out. But the key factor is to not have attachment. So let's say, for instance, you are going to run that race and you visualize it and you get up that morning and you're not well. And so you run the race because you're ready, f- trained for it. But the probability or improbability of you getting the time, who knows? It depends if you attach to it. So in that, let's just say that that makes you waver and then you acquiesce that it's not possible for you sick to make your PR, your best time, best performance. However, if you didn't waver, you could make it. Or the whole reason you might be sick is to give you more space so that you can make that time in your next race because you weren't destined to make it in this race. So to also remember that the in the quantum space, there is no time. I mean, I'm talking about a race with time, but there's no chronos time, meaning seconds and minutes and all that. We are going through revolutions that vary every lunar cycle and they vary every annual cycle around the moon, around the sun. So as we're understanding this, it's important when you're visualizing for your life path that there is some room because it may be that that mile marker that you are anticipating that maybe it's this very next race, you're going to get that time. However, it's actually maybe two races away. So you keep the visualization going and maybe you backed off a little bit so you wouldn't get injured because you were sick or whatever it might be. So this is where we play with the possibility. So the no matter what unfolds, let's say in the moment that's your go time, is to really lock in and not waver. And then the reveal there, which I think is the fun part, is how it unfolds and what the destiny is in that moment. And so much information is given there. And so if you don't meet the mark, you'll get a body of information that will help lead you to the next building of what you're visualizing and working towards. And this is how we get to a level of mastery. And we start to see what's possible without locking it in so finite that there's no wiggle room. Furthermore, when there's pure chaos that erupts, pure chaos, this is when the the possibility is really potent. So we have been in a very chaotic space here on planet Earth and 
many beings in the cosmos for the past three solar revolutions around the sun. And so right now is this really potent time to really lean in to that which you want to create, not to waver, not to acquiesce back to old habits, not to invite in that which you promised yourself you were finished with, and to lean into that possible. And the the non-attachment part is, is beautiful because it's like, oh, yeah, that was close, but no cigar. Like, I, that's not it yet. But you're getting closer. And that isn't because you're not a good visualizer. It's because the space in which you're destined to intersect with what you're naturally being called to visualize isn't there yet. And the universe is really patient. So sometimes we get distracted and there's a waiting period, a whole revolution or two revolutions or three revolutions, or the destiny is further away. Now, some people don't really like that, but it's okay. You know, it's it's exciting because the more adept you get at leaning into the possible, you will feel much more content. You'll feel more much more certain. You'll feel at a level of trust with yourself and others, the people that are in and around your, your world. And when you meet any um, thing that's going to help build you up and prepare you further, you'll really be certain when to lean into that, where maybe you would have let it pass you by and it would have been more like you get across the finish line, you're crawling across versus sprinting and feeling full of energy and joy and excitement. And that's the other thing when we're leaning into the possible. And let's say someone's possible is to meet a career goal for themselves and they lean into it yet they kind of hem and haw or they're just, they have destructive behaviors. They're destined to meet that career goal, but they're not going to be fully um, full of vitality because of the things they did along the way. And so that's where the free will is being exercised is in between those giant milestones and what you decide to do. And simultaneously, the in-between is also where you're weaving your future down the road. So you want to be mindful as you're doing that, like, hey, do I really need to continue on with all these bad habits up until the finish line. It's kind of like I used to run marathons. Maybe I'll do another one. Who knows? But at mile 16 or 17, you're, you you begin to go through a threshold and you really got to hold on tight. And it's easy for things to distract you. Like all of a sudden the donut stand smells really good or the hot dog stand or all these things become a distraction because you're, you're like, okay, I got to get ready, like kick it and, you know, finish strong. And so it's similar to that when we have a sense or knowing that there's something in our field that we're working towards, and we don't know how it's going to unfold, but we feel it really strongly. And that possibility is there, and it's our choice if we want to work towards it. And let's say you have a sense that something's going to happen in your life, whether it's, uh, professionally, personally, spiritually, whatever it is. And it doesn't unfold the way you would have liked. 
However, if you really allow yourself to sip up what the situation is, it can be super profound. Like, whoa, like this, this whole situation was not what I thought. I thought it was going to be something else, but I've learned so much. So then you can go back and keep going because you still have a sense that you're supposed to meet that place. You might be feeling a little defeated. You might feel like, ah, oh, this is never going to happen. But as soon as you get through that, then you start leaning into that possibility again and you're ready to go for it again. You've recovered. So in a, how this applies not just to the physical world like jobs and relationships and children and all those like uh, very 3D things, this also is really profound leaning into the possible with the the spiritual world, your your practices and in this moment, there's a lot of people grasping towards this, these concepts because there's so much information out there and people access them different ways. However, it's really important to be patient with it, to uh, really keep yourself in check, not only not to get delusional, and I will link the, that below when I post this, but also to have your code of ethics there. Because there's this thing in Tibetan Buddhism called a hungry ghost or a hell being. And this is when someone gets so hungry and so dissatisfied, they just want to keep grasping and grasping and grasping and sipping things up. So in a spiritual practice, if someone becomes over-fascinated with a certain skill and grasps for it or phenomena, that can lead to this where someone gets on a soul level very hungry and then will be led into different realms where maybe things feel like they're being given to them, yet it's not from a force of energy that will build you up. It will actually over space, I'll call it, diminish you. And that's something that can cling to you into the next. And so... You might say, well, wow, <laughs> this, is, this becomes complex. You can keep it simple. And I think it's really beneficial. I, I don't think I know. It's really beneficial to have some things that you're working towards for your inner work, your spiritual practice, and your outer work. Because your inner work's going to inform what your outer work is destined to be a little bit more clear than your brain will or maybe uh, the world around you. It, it'll know on a, such a deep level, oh, this is what the destiny is. And so as you lean into the possible, be willing for it to shift and change and realize like, oh, wow, I, I did this, I accomplished that, but mm, I, it wasn't what I thought it was going to be. And that whole experience will lead you in another direction or will build and you'll continue to build upon it. Also, when we're looking at the eternal soul, sometimes these gifts that you have will continue to build into the next. And if you look at someone's cycle of an individual life, you might notice that they go through these different phases, even like little kids all the way to 
your winter of your life. You go through all these phases and you might start to like pick up different things that you want to do. Maybe not so extreme, but it could be that are destined not only for this period in space, but into the next. And so I encourage you to really, when you lean into the possibility, to feel in to how long it's supposed to be. How long are you destined to continue to flow uh, with this? And when is it to completely actualize? And also, there might be a remembrance, a remembrance of a past aspect of yourself that you might try to force in this lifetime and it's supposed to evolve and transform into something else and you'll still use those gifts and talents in this life but in a different way. So when I use that word possible, meaning that all is possible, it truly is and there are oftentimes these rewrites that happen in these in-between non-destined moments. So you have destined moments, which can be illness, it can be uh, partnerships, it can be education, it could be health, all these things. And then you have all this wiggle room where all this potential is there for you to decide where you want to be. And the unique thing that I've been talking about at this moment is that we're leading into this whole new era. And that gives us so much potential to build upon what we've already woven from before here and to start to sync up to what this is all about. And how we know that it's like, I don't know, exciting because there there seems to be this constant like pushing down motion, especially this past year. It's just a lot of pushing down. It's kind of like uh, if when I used to swim, we'd be in lanes and you swim up one side of the pool and back the other. And, and you're in a workout, there's a lot of people there. You're not in a race, so you don't have the lane to yourself necessarily. So depending on your speed and your time, sometimes you'd have someone in your way. So we would grab the ankle pull them down and swim over. And this was an accepted, you know, thing that we did. So no one got upset or hurt. However, it kind of feels like that way where you wouldn't know that was pool workout protocol is that something really good is there. You're about to win the race. You know, you're about to see into this next aspect of yourself. And someone keeps coming up behind and like pulling us under. And during this phase, while we're in these workouts together, I encourage you to keep going. And that's the cool thing about that technique is that you don't stop, you don't like gasp, you just hold your breath and keep going. And that's what we have in front of us right now. So simple practices to share before we go into this silent meditation and the sound is that for you on a daily basis to feel into the possible for yourself on a micro level uh, and on a macro level. So you'll have your big picture items that you're working towards and your mental, physical, emotional, and spiritual aspect of yourself. And then on the outer world, the things you're working towards. 
And then from there, as you go through that day, you might even visualize like, oh, I got to do this, this, and this, and kind of just get the flow down, feel the rhythm of it for a bit. And then in between all those maybe appointments or classes or whatever you have going on, there's wiggle room, just like there is in your whole full life quantum field. So it's your choice how you want to meet those wiggle room spots. Do you want it to be doom and gloom? Do you want to be saturated with the woe and and doomsday talk, stress? Or do you want to lean into the possible? Do you want to be one of the change agents helping break through the person that keeps trying to pull you under so they can swim over top of you? And that's what we have right now. It's so exciting. It's just so exciting. And even if that happens, I want you to keep swimming. It's it's good lung workout. <laughs> and it's um, an opportunity to practice your resilience uh, in that moment. So plus it's kind of fun. <laughs> I kind of like it when you get pulled under and you glide back and then you propel forward. So... As inspired, I want to welcome you to get really clear in this next week what, how you want to feel your day go on the inner and outer world. And then I want you to lean into the possible as the day unfolds. Some days will be smooth. Some days won't. When they're not smooth, still lean into the possible. When they're smooth, lean into the possible even more. See what else is there. Maybe you're missing something. Maybe there could be something extra there for you. And as you get your whole entire system trained to look for this, it will grow and it will expand. And some beautiful, mysterious like Christmas Christmas morning moments will happen or, you know, those surprise moments if you didn't celebrate Christmas, but you know what I mean. So I'm going to encourage you all to let everything I said just wash away. We're going to go into this just with simple breath. So you're going to come up into an upright seated position and then just gently drop your shoulders and then take a nice gentle breath in. And out. Again, inhale. And exhale. Good. One more inhale. And exhale. And then just continue to follow your natural breathing pattern.
Taking a soft, gentle breath in and out of your physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual being. And then gently, without staying where your presence is, just recline into Shavasana, corpse pose, a.k.a. prone position on your back. Alternatively, you can curl up into the fetal position on the right or left side. And then gently from there, reconnect to your natural breathing pattern. Allow that to be your focal point as you lead into and receive these sound transmissions.
Mm-hmm. 
Hmm.
Taking a soft, gentle breath in and out of your heart center, gently breathing in and out. Again, inhale and exhale. Another one, inhale. And exhale. Good, and then gently from there, I just wanna welcome you to follow that natural breathing pattern. And I just want you to allow whatever's with you just to lean into it a little bit more if anything's there. Lean into the possibility. And from there, see what else arrives. So I want to thank all of you for being here. Feel free to stay exactly where you are for a few moments. We're going to exit out with a little Kadri Scott, All I Need. And I want to thank Kadri Scott, Dante Marino, and Random Rab for contributing to this segment in different ways. And if you have any questions, feedback, feel free to send that to me. And until next time, this is Suzanne signing out with a full heart, a soft gaze, a deep bow, and just like you Be simply Someplace else Someplace new Don't try to push for a hit.